Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Big Earth versus the People podcast. But this one is special because every Tuesday evening I record with the Straight from the Hip podcast. So popping off on this week, we have another exciting show where I do some craziness and everybody laughs. Y'all know how I do. So pop up to see the video on Facebook, Straight from the Hip, on YouTube, Straight for the Hip, and enjoy that version as well as this audio version. So I appreciate you guys. We're going to have a quick ad, and then we're going to start the show. Thanks for listening. Oh, no, yeah. man, you had, to, you had to hit your own switch. That's it. Yes, yeah, so I had to do that. We ain't had no switches around the house, though. So. You be out there in the yard trying to not be hitting yourself with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I need to hear. <laughs> I know she did have, what was it? Remember the, the, the paint sticks, the long paint sticks you used to get? Yeah, yeah. She had some of those. My mom had some of them back in the day, but. Are you talking about the racetrack? No, no, no. I mean, we got the racetrack. He's talking about the paint stir sticks. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Paint stir sticks. Yeah. Oh, paint stir sticks. I got you. Yeah, the ones back in the day too long as hell. Yeah. I don't, they, I don't know if they still like that now or what. I ain't painted nothing in forever. So I know I know someone in my family got the extension cord too, but my mom said she was gonna dial in today, so I ain't even gonna speak on it. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. What's going on, Mr. Hood? Yeah, I had to uh, I had to be careful when I be talking about my childhood because I had to make sure that it was past statute of limitation. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the reason I, part of the reason I, I wasn't going to I thought about maybe I can't handle it today because I can't laugh so hard. So, coach, I'm, I'm going to have to play your all your funniness off, but I'll be <laughs> laughing. I'll be laughing inside. Miss Carrie, I'm just going to tell you right now, don't talk to me about Simone Biles. Just don't, just, just don't bring up that subject. I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm trying to steer away from it. Man, I feel like we should start the show with that then. Sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Irvin been rough on the phone, too, but don't worry. What is Irv doing? Coming here with all that noise. What's all that noise, Irv? That's my fault. Got the summer league going on. I forgot to turn TV. Oh my God, you watching summer league? I'm a basketball guy, man. Come on now. Dude, that's like watching damn preseason football. Yeah, you ready for Thursday, too? I bet you're going to be watching. I mean, when you're watching preseason football, Tom Brady got his feet up watching it with you. Hey, that's okay. Tom Brady ain't nowhere out there no damn preseason football. That's okay. Y'all out there betting on it. I had family got, playing the preseason football. That's okay. I'm got, still going to watch it. They got Joe Dombrowski out there playing quarterback. Hey. <laughs> Throwing 10 for 20. Joker, straight out of junior college. 85 yards again. Yeah. <laughs> 10, 10, for, 10 for 80. <laughs> Look, come on, man, with the hatred, man, with the hatred. Yo, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hey, that's how that's how we know we love them. And I hate with milk, hate with never, salad, hate never with change. potatoes. Never change. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm going to drop um, off. You guys go ahead and start the show whenever you're ready. Oh, it's 8 hey, did, so. did Travis? Now you playing music, you done. 
I'm all done. Right, go ahead and do that. I can get the music loaded up right today. Go ahead. So y'all just go and start once I drop on off. Yeah, Travis going to watch uh, little people wrestle. <laughs> hey, you talk about preseason football. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where little people came from. Why they got to be little people all of a sudden? Ain't that what they want to be called? Now nah, I don't care what they want to be called. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going there with you. I'm dropping off for yeah. you to be in trouble. <laughs> I want to be called black. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> don't nobody pay attention to what I want to be called do there. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> I'm staying far away from that topic whatsoever. Folks, we're going to go ahead and get started. Welcome to Straight From The Hip. I'm your host, Coach Gerald Blue Mitchell, coming to you from the Imperial Palace on Black Mania. Chocolate City, Mr. Irv in the building. What's going on, Irv? Not much, man. Glad to be back. Upset I missed last week because it was some great topics I wanted to talk about. Yeah, but man. Right. I know. I know we're still gonna talk about them a little bit this week because I know that you um gotta be hurting in Chocolate City right now. Man, they done came over there and just raped y'all's basketball team. That's all right. I mean, if, if that is that that's some sad stuff right there. And look who's here. Boy, you know, she got a big smile on your face. I'm pretty sure why I know why. Oh. <laughs> What's going on, Miss Carrie? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. 120 mil. That's all. Ooh. I hear you, baby. I ain't mad at you. Share the wealth. And 10 percent for your manager. Share the wealth. That's what I'm talking about. Well, folks, uh, we got a lot to talk about today, so we're going to go ahead and jump right on in here. Irv, I'm so glad you're here. So much going on in the NBA. Right Jeez. now, guys, if y'all have been watching, it has just been free agent frenzy in the NBA. And I'm, I'm just curious because, Miss Carrie, I know you big-time NBA lady. You, you big on Phoenix and whatnot. And, Irv, I know you are. That's like, you know, once you played it on the level that you play and everything else, you're that guy. So let me ask you this. I mean – is this is there such a thing as too much of free agency in in the NBA? I mean, how do you feel about all this uh, all this uh, stuff going on? All these guys moving around every summer is too much, and it's just dumb because it's it's uh, uh I forget the phrase my grandmother used to say all the time when everybody just wants to get everything and just say screw everybody else, land of the riches kind of sort of type wow. of thing. Yeah. So to me, it brings the quality down because a lot of the top heavy teams are just picking up all the veterans. They're not improving the young guys and it's right. lowering the quality of the game. And I literally I just had a, a conversation with a guy. He just said, this isn't the 1990s anymore. And I thought to myself, well, let me ask you a question. Out of all the teams that won the NBA finals out of the last 20 years, you can't name me none of the top three players that doesn't have uh, – sorry, none of the top teams that have at least out of the top three players on their team, two of them were players that they drafted or, or had homegrown. Wow. Like, look at the Phoenix Suns, Booker and Aiton, and then you yeah. add Chris Paul. Yeah. yeah. The team that they played against, Milwaukee Bucks, Middleton, and Tecumpo, and Tetacumpo. They added right. Drew, Drew Holiday. That's another piece. You have to have some type of homegrown talent that actually enjoys the place that actually gave them a chance. And then you add a veteran piece that's been there in the league, maybe eight or nine years. That's just like, you know, at my time with my 
first team is over. Let me improve on another team. You don't see that anymore. So when you look at the Lakers now, I'm just using them as an example. They only have two players that's 26 or younger on their roster right now. Mm. And one of them is a homegrown talent. They let everybody else walk or go out in trades. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at the NBA right now and you say to yourself, out of all these guys they just decided to get rid of, who actually grew and became better? Now, you have a couple that actually became all-stars, the Julius Randles, the Brandon Ingrams. But this offseason alone, you see guys like Alex Caruso get paid. Alonzo Ball got paid. Mm-hmm. Um, so the NBA is noticing that these guys are talented. But some of these guys are already on their second, third, fourth team. Mm-hmm. Amen. What what kind of continuity and what kind of production in your league are you going to have when guys are just sh- shipping out, shipping sale, and every fan is just going to have the, this guy's jersey on? You know what I mean? But two teams ago, and it was three years ago. I'm with you. Uh, let's hear what Miss Carey has to say about this. Yeah, I mean, I feel similarly. I what I did hear is that you're saying the Hawks have a chance since we have Mr. Trey Young. And Mr. John Collins, if we stick together and we just kind of add around them, just that, give gives, them time. that gives me hope. Um, but I do believe it's it's also the fans are the same way. Like the younger fans, when I follow a couple of the of the Hawks webs or um, pages, and everybody every time somebody else is let go, they're like, "Oh, pick them up! Oh, pick them up!" And I'm like, "You don't even." You, they're just itching for like the right now. Instead, and, and that's not un, right. That's what everybody wants is right now, the win right now. And sometimes you got to just grow it from within. Well, first of all, I'm glad to hear that the Hawks fans think that, <clears throat> you know, they got what they need just to pick. They just need to pick up a piece here or there because it gives you hope. And I love when you have hope because <laughs> when you're about, when you're about 0 and 8 in an NBA season of 82 games, uh, or whatever it is y'all play, 82, something like that. All it takes is for y'all to be 0-8, and, and then you'll be like, get these bums out of here. Because it don't take long for Atlanta Atlanta fans to give up on their team. Football, 0-3, they moving on. They talking about next year already. Basketball, <laughs> somewhere around 0-8. When you 0-8, y'all be giving up. So that, that's where it normally goes. So we, 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 I'm glad to hear that Miss Carey sees hope in Atlanta. Because, dude, I'm just telling you this. And I like uh, Trey Young showed me a lot in the playoffs and whatnot. Do I think he is a star that you can build your franchise around? Whatnot? I do not. I do not. I'm going to say that right now. I mean, he is no LeBron James. He is no Allen Iverson. He is no Mike Jordan. He is none of those people that I feel like you can truly build your, your franchise around. I, I think he's a piece, and I think he's a good piece. But do I think he is the centerpiece? Hell no. I do not whatsoever. So good luck to you folks in Atlanta with, now, with that. Now, Coach, let me rebut to that a little bit. And Come I'm on. glad and I'm glad Jay put this video up. Come uh, on. People said that about Steph Curry at one point because he couldn't stay on the basketball court with them ankle injuries. Uh-huh. Now, they were just saying this guy's a just straight shooter. Let's keep Monte Ellis instead of Steph Curry. And as soon as Monte Ellis got shipped out and they drafted uh, Clay Thompson, the sky was the limit. Dude, so I'm for, with you. So and, and I don't I don't think that 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 you can even put Steph Curry and Trey Young in the same sentence when it comes to the way they shoot from outside. We don't know. I, yet, think, that, I think it's pure versus streaky. That that's me. 
Well, we'll see because we don't know yet. It's still early. It's his third year. I'm with you. I'm with you, and, and and I agree. But that's what I'm saying is is that you're making my point for me. I think that sometimes we anoint these jokes a little bit too soon. Hundred percent. And I think that 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 we give them way too much. You know, you trying to trying to talk mm-hmm. about Devin Booker being the next Kobe Bryant. I mean, God dang, he he'd have to be in the league at least twenty years before I'd be trying to compare him to doggone Kobe Bryant. I mean, you kidding me? I mean, God dang, let the man let the man get his doggone feet wet. He ain't got his feet wet. They talking about he's gonna be the damn next Kobe Bryant. His ass be out of the league in three years. And then somebody <laughs> be talking about, I thought that joke was supposed to be next Kobe Bryant. I mean, that, dude, that's what I'm talking about. I just, I, I just, it, it's not just that. It's in every sport. You know, it, it's in baseball. Joker hit, you know, 50 home runs. They about to make him the greatest home run hit of all time. I mean, it's his first year. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's crazy. So anyway, and I, there you go. Thank you, Jason. Yes. How many times somebody said, oh, this is going to be the next Jordan? Yes. Penny Hardaway, we're going to be oh. the next Jordan. You know, every time somebody came out and could could uh, jump from mid, midway in the paint to the damn rim, he's going to be the next Jordan. Every, there ain't no next Jordan. There ain't no such a thing. Ain't nobody going to be the next Jordan. You better be trying to be the first whoever you are. Exactly. 100%. I say that all the time. So, yeah, I agree with you, Jason, very much so. Uh, anyway, moving right along, uh, let, let's talk about uh, – uh, they said there's a big three now in Miami with uh, Bam Adebayo, and then they just picked up – who's the other guy in Miami, Irv? Help me. Kyle no. Lowry. No, no, I know he just got there. I'm talking about who, who's there already. Oh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, thank you. Butler, Adebayo, and now Kyle Allen. And, 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 and listen, I know y'all say I'm a hater and all that. And, and here's my thing. Kyle Lowry has always looked to me like somebody who just got over a hangover or something. Yeah. He always looks like he, he ain't kept real good. His hair is like not twisted. It's just kind of just a regular afro. And he always looks like he, he, he just is about to get drunk or just got through getting drunk when he out there on that basketball court. He looks like a Juco uh, guard, offensive guard. He looked like his his his, his uh, backside is a little bit too big. I, it's just something about him that just looks like he ain't even supposed to be out there on the damn basketball court. Now, I know he, he's a baller. He's a player. But he, to me, he's that kind of player who can self-destruct at any time. At any time, he could be done. That's just me. So I'm, I'm not that big of a believer and Kyle Lowry to think that he could be one of a big three for anybody, even Atlanta. Even Atlanta, I don't, I don't think he could be a big three for nobody. Irv, what do you think? This is just the talk that everybody does to make it seem like you have to have a big three in order to do something. And it gets annoying. Like, we talk about this every summer. Oh, they got a big three now, and they got this, and, th- and then you just realize that they just got three really good players on their squad right now. Like, you don't have to have a big three to win. You just have to have a solid team. And it just so happens a lot of the winners always have, like, one extremely great superstar on their team. I'm just tired of this. Like, Miami has a solid squad. Um, 
they made a trade that I kind of didn't like. They got rid of um, the guy who's playing for Nigeria, Precious Achanwa, who I think is going to be good later on in his career. But um, I think th this is one of those reasons that I say sometimes you pick up a, a, a crafty veteran, but you get rid of a guy that in the future could sustain your winning. Look at um, him. Look at him. Look right there. Yeah. Tell that dog don't look like you're overweight. Look at him. Hey, that's, that's what – hey, look, everybody said that about Chauncey Billups. Look at him. Look, 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 look. <laughs> he, he I, just, I like watching him play because he yeah. don't even look like he needs to be out there. I mean, that, that he, gives hope, he gives hope to me, Irv, that I might be able to revive my old, my NBA dream. And we got I might time. be able to get out there and play with <laughs> We got time. They paying $250 million. Let's get 10 of that. Dude, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Miss Karen, what do you think about the big three in Miami? Yeah, I'm not. I am a Jimmy Butler fan, but I am not a Kyle Lowry fan. I never have been. I think um, I don't know what about him turns me off. His what about his game turns me off? Um, but I do agree with you. He always looks like he's got uh, a grilled cheese sandwich in his pocket. Like, <laughs> he, he just looks. <laughs> but you know, obviously, he does. You know, he he wins games. So he's just not my style of player. I don't know. I don't know what about him makes it that way, but not my style. You said something about that grilled cheese sandwich. I don't think it sat right with Irv. Irv, what's wrong with that grilled cheese sandwich? <laughs> In his pocket. <laughs> you know it's bad. You eating grilled cheese? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's real bad. All right. As soon as she said grilled cheese, I'm like, oh, right in front of me. <laughs> I love grilled cheese, but you shouldn't be eating it while you're playing basketball. And for Amen. me, that's what it looks like. He's just he right. slow to me. I agree. I'm with you. Moving right along, uh, somebody would be concerned about this next topic we're about to have. CP3 decided to stay in AZ. Did he make the right choice? Irv, what do you think? I think it did, and the way he went about it as well. They freed up $10 million in cap space doing it. Okay. Uh, but why do you think that's the right choice? You think they can repeat as champions of the West? They got a good shot as long as everybody mm. gets better. Mm. They got a lot of those young boys still on those rookie contracts. So, um, I mean, they're not really replacing much. Everybody's coming back. It was running back. I know, but everybody also has to remember that they kind of won the West by default. We because, say that every year. Because, well, I'm just saying, you know, everybody knows LeBron and them will beat up. Everybody knows that same thing with Kawhi. They will beat up. You know, I mean, uh, uh, Golden State was beat up. And so Phoenix was all that was pretty much left. I mean, I don't even think there was another team out there left. I mean, you say Denver if you want to. But like I said, I mean, with that up. being said, Miss Karen, with that being said, can Phoenix win? I know I'm asking the wrong damn person. <laughs> can Phoenix win with a fully powered Western Conference? <clears throat> I think that they can. I think that they can. I, and people, I mean, as much as you want to say they play to hurt L.A., they play to hurt Clippers and Lakers, um, Still, people were picking against them. They didn't think that they had the firepower to get past those two teams, and they did. They did, and they did so easily. So I think that 
and Chris Paul was hurt as well. And he still played well. So let's just, I, I think they got, who they pick up? JaVale McGee? Not, he's no slouch. Don't, don't do that. Don't do it. For real, they needed backup. They needed somebody else to come in once, um, once they sit big eight and down. Yeah. So we'll see. <clears throat> I think they can do it. I, I do I'm, like that pickup. I'm not, I'm not convinced that, that they've improved their team enough to do it. I, I just, I think that when you have, a and especially now that you're you've got this uh you know target on your back. I mean everybody wants you now. So everybody's gonna step their game up when they play against you, especially out there in the West. And uh you know the the West is is a is is wild wild west. I mean it, it's pretty strenuous out there in the West right now. Uh you got like I said maybe four or five teams that can do it, including Denver. You know they've they've got a marquee star now and he's he's very difficult to to deal with, um, I, I think that <clears throat> I think he made a bad decision, especially if he's trying to get a ring in. If he only feels like he's got about two or three more years left, you know, I, I thought that he might leave and go to the Lakers or leave and go to somebody else who where he thought he could get him a ring. And uh, if if that's what he's he's chasing, or that's what the reason why he is. Uh, Thinking that you know he's gonna go back to Phoenix, I think I think he made a mistake. I think he should have picked a little bit better, especially like you said, or if he's willing to give up money and free up cap space and do all that stuff. I think you need to pick somebody who's a little bit more apt to get that ring than, than the team that you're on right now. I, I don't I don't think that's a good decision. Let me let Miss Carey have the last word since we talking about a boyfriend. Um, I was gonna say he didn't give up money though, did he? Did he? No, Irvin? no. He, he didn't. He didn't give up money. He just no. the, the fact that the last year of every contract is stupid, so they redid it, and uh, the first year, okay. you know, the, the cap penalty is less. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And at the beginning of the season, coach, you were like, "Why? What GM would pay Chris Paul that much money? He's so unproven. <laughs> he he hasn't done anything yet." This is why. And then on top of that, they give him four more years, 120 mil. He he does something to your franchise and he's coveted. So I don't think he's a ring. I don't he wants to win a ring. Everybody wants to win a ring, but he's not a ring chaser. So that's the reason he don't he, he hasn't gone to the bigger teams or to the more the teams that are closer <clears> to <throat> he's a teacher. He's an instructor. And that's what that's what he does best. So let's leave him where he is and we'll see you on the we'll see you at the end of the season. Spoken like a woman with the conviction of intimate knowledge. I'm just going. <laughs> I'm just going. <laughs> but, uh, you right into it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just going to leave it at that or we're going to move yes. right along. <laughs> no, I'm not touching that. All right. We had the NBA draft this past Thursday night. Um, is that where you were? Did you go to the draft? That's why you weren't on the show. You went all week long at the draft. <laughs> I was not wasting my time watching. I did watch the draft because I, I did like make a little podcast with it, but I, I got yeah. to the point where I got upset. Yeah, I'm not, I didn't watch the draft. I'm, I'm, I ain't gonna lie to you. Anywhere in the hell I would ever watch the draft, but uh, <laughs> not the NBA draft anyway, but obviously. Uh, I was wrong about the Pistons. I thought they were gonna trade the pick, but they got their man. They got their man out of uh out of the Midwest out there. Uh, 
Who are the big winners and losers in the draft, Herb, in your opinion? Uh, the biggest winner. Don't talk about LA. We don't talk about LA in a little bit. Nah, the I, I honestly, it's hard to decide who the biggest winner is right now. Um, I think the biggest winner right now is Orlando getting Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga, um, and then Detroit with um, with Cade Cunningham, the number one pick. And then the biggest loser is everybody else because it's like you just had to draft somebody because I really – the only other person I really liked in this draft was Sharif Cooper, who was the point guard out of um, Auburn, who fell to the Hawks for some freaking reason. Hey. Um, and um, – like I was fairly disappointed, like a guy who basically is the prototypical point guard that you want in the NBA drop not only to the second round, but late in the second round. Wow. And, and I was and the whole time I was watching the draft. I'm like, OK, this guy, this team definitely needs a point guard like him. Like, why is he getting overlooked right here? And, and at first I was like, maybe his size. But then I was just like, OK, he'll just give him a reason to like him later on. But I, I think everybody lost in this draft. That that was not the Pistons and 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 um and the Orlando Magic. Interesting. Let me ask Miss Chair. Miss Chair, I'm gonna have to frame your question slightly different. <laughs> who did who who won or lost in the draft? I know not lost. Who won in the draft other than the Hawks and and and, and Phoenix? Who else won? I know you feel like both of them won. Um. I didn't pay attention to anybody else. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but Irvin, you didn't mention that the Hawks did get Jalen Johnson as well out of uh, Duke. Were you not excited about that pick? I don't. I'm not excited about quitters. Uh, and he and he quit on Duke. Wow. Because because he wasn't playing. Wow. He, he made Coach K. He probably he, retired Coach K. He basically left Duke because Coach K worked them and he didn't like it. He didn't like working. Um hmm. it, it was just I couldn't believe it. Like he he basically got drafted off his high school status and not because of what he did at Duke. Yeah. He was a young he was a young uh Allen Ives. He liked practice. <laughs> <laughs> like like most of the guys I don't like coming into the league are guys that either went to three different colleges or transferred because they didn't like how the organization of college was because once you get to the league, it's worse. So how are you going <laughs> to like, how are you going to deal when, it, when you get to the worst part of basketball, the professional level? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm with your, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not big on these guys spending one year in college and going to the NBA and all that. Now I think that's hurt the league. I think it's watered down the league for years. And uh, some of these guys that were drafted and drafted first overall and first-round draft picks straight out of high school are gone. I mean, they're not even in the NBA anymore. And so, like I said, I'm, I'm not for that at all. And especially, like you said, some jackass that wouldn't listen to Coach K. I mean, are you serious? I mean, you got to be kidding me. Who doesn't listen to Coach K? I mean, I ain't knowing what I would even drafted him. I'd be like, wait a minute. If he didn't listen to Coach K, how the world are you going to listen to the coach we got now? <laughs> coach K coached the Olympic team. <laughs> you know, he been coaching pros no. now. Okay. Man, please. All right. Let's see what he does. 
I, I, I agree. We'll, we'll see what he does. But uh, t- all right, tell me, tell me some. You say everybody else was a loser. Nobody in particular. Uh, uh, I'll be honest, and I hate saying this, but the Wizards were one of the biggest losers. Basically, the last eight drafts, they drafted a small forward, and nothing changed. They just drafted another small forward who who plays the exact same way as the guy that you drafted last year, which means you're not even giving him a chance to progress. I do like the Isaiah Todd pick, the big guy that played in the G League last year, but um, I, I, I'm going with the Wizards. Just because right, I, I wanted Sharif Cooper to come to Washington. That's I my. got you. I got you. Well, we know what happened to Washington. And uh, Mr. Osiris Walcott said LeBron James is still in the league. So we are going to uh, address that right now because Mr. James now has a new teammate, Mr. Westbrook. And Mr. Mr. Westbrook came from Ur's team Mm -hmm. out there in Chocolate City. So do we feel like this is a good marriage out in La La Land, Miss Carrie. I just can't see who's going to concede. Those are, I mean, those are two really big hotheads. I shouldn't say hotheads, strong-willed characters. And I can't see who's going to back down and, and, and concede to the other. Um, I think it's going to be exciting basketball, but, but I don't know if it's going to be winning basketball. Er, what do you think? Listen, everybody's pulling out the meme from when LeBron looked at J.R. Smith for being idiotic. It's going to be a repeat. It's the first game that Russell Westbrook goes three for 27 at a triple-double, and they lose by five. (laughs) I hear Ms. Peavy's asked asked the question, said, will the NIL slow that down about these guys going to college early? And Ms. Peavy, we got that. We got that. We're going to talk about the NIL here in a little bit. And we'll address that then. But, uh, guys, I think there's a train wreck waiting to happen. Yes. Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook says, and I did not know this, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, or since you're the basketball aficionado, they say he's from L.A. 100%. If he is from L.A., I, oh, my God, this is a train wreck waiting to happen. Because <laughs> you know good well he's going to be trying to show out for his people. Oh, yeah. And you know you know, LeBron got to be front, front stage, center stage, whenever he's out there. So can you just imagine, like Irv said, because we all know Russell's going to have these bad shooting days as he has from time to time. And is he going to stop shooting? No, he is not going to stop shooting. He is going to keep right on shooting, and LeBron's going to be like, what the hell? And LeBron (laughs) is very demonstrative when he's out doing the basketball court. I mean, he's over there pouting and throwing his hands up in the air and grabbing his forehead and all kind of stuff. He is going to show out when that time comes. I guarantee you he's going to have some words in the huddle for Mr. Westbrook. So everybody, like like uh, Terrell Owens said, get your popcorn ready. I guarantee you you're going to see some blow-ups on that sideline and on that court with the two of them together. I don't know what the hell somebody was thinking about when they did that, (laughs) but they weren't thinking about cohesiveness in that unit, in that locker room. I guarantee you, it is going to be hot to try it in that locker room. I promise you. I don't know. Er, what were they thinking? 
Look, Coach, watch what's going to happen. The very first game of the season, they're going to beat somebody by, like, 15 points. Everybody's going to have great statistics, and they're just going to be like, see? And I'm just going to be like, uh, we still got 81 more games. Amen. <laughs> like, it happens every single year. The Clippers last year when they beat the Lakers first game of the season. The, the Clippers <laughs> own L.A. now. Uh, I'm sorry, but the Clippers still ain't won the championship. L.A. got 37. Like, like it, it's it's – they do this every year, and the first thing I say is, can we at least get to the All-Star break before we start hey, doing all this crap? Um, but it's going to happen, and I'm I'm telling you guys, and I do this all the time, I like to post things as bait posts just to get the ignorant LeBron James fans to come out. Well, Once Mr. they win that first game, it's going to be it's going to be nuts. Mr. Osiris, Look, hey Jay, I did it today. So yeah. it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, you can't talk about LeBron for so long. And uh Jason about to disconnect everybody in a minute. We keep talking about LeBron. <laughs> uh. Mr. Osiris Walcott said, but LBJ will check him if necessary to fall in line. I can't wait till that happens. Yeah, LBJ right. might he might get a swollen forehead if he tried to check Russ. I can tell you that because Russ is that kind of guy. Yes, indeed. He is that kind of guy. So, Mr. Peter said LeBron's getting older, so he might welcome the help. I, I, LeBron LeBron got to be the man. I'm going to tell you that right now. LeBron's going to be the man until he's not the man. And the only way he's not going to be the man is he's going to check himself out. So, uh, when, he, when he decides to retire, that'll be it. And, then, and you know, that's going to be a damn hour-long special you know, when he, when he makes that decision. And, I mean, it's going to be a bunch of just much more foolishness and whatnot. But it is what it is. So, anyway, moving right along, we're going to shift gears now. And uh, speaking of just a matter of time before something happens, let's talk about the NFL and Aaron Rodgers in, in uh, Green Bay. Guys, the more I see this and the more I listen to this nonsense in these press conferences that they're happening, that they're having. Is, is it just me or does anybody not see that this is just going to be a bad marriage right here for this one-year contract that he has? Miss Karen, what do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I was, uh, you know, remember I voted, I thought he wouldn't come back. I thought he'd sit out a yeah, year. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. And I, I think, like, for me, it's almost like, um, like he let Green Bay win by coming back to play. And so I can't, I can't see, first of all, I don't see them winning. I don't see them winning a, a chip. Um, they, they might come out of the NFC uh, North, right? That's the, I think that's where they're from, but um, I can see them coming out of there, but he, they're not going to go much further than that. Um, I'm just, I thought that he would not come back because it is a win for Green Bay. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers played chicken and Aaron Rodgers lost. And I thought he was too big of an ego to let that happen. But, um, yeah, I, I don't see it working out, even though they did get his man back, Randall Cobb. That, that was just a start. I, I don't see it working out. But but did he really lose? Did, did they really lose? Or did he really lose? Irv? That's, that's a tough question. Uh, in a way, I do agree with what Kerry said, 100%. Uh, but ultimately, it's like we won't know the answer until the season is over with. Um, uh, and you're right. I agree with you there. But my whole thing is is that he got a big bag. 
So we know he didn't lose as far as that's concerned. He got Randall Cobb back, so we know he got that. <clears throat> and he has the power to be like, you know what? Man, forget this bullshit. <laughs> Basically. I mean, he could do that any day he wanted to. And just be like, man, you know what? I was right. I should have taken my ass out of here, and I'm taking my ass out now. I quit. I mean, he's got enough money to do whatever he wants to do. So like you said, I mean, we will have to kind of wait and see what he does. But I kind of feel like he's sitting in the catbird seat right now. Yeah. But he asked to be traded. He said either tra- he said trade me. That was what he said. I won't. I don't want to play in Green Bay again. And what is he doing? He's going back to play in Green Bay. Well, this so- is true. But they're saying that, like I said, they gave him a big bag. And then on top of that, and this is what I find is is kind of the rub point for me, because you hear Aaron Rodgers say. Well, you know, I've always wanted to be part of discussions and and whatnot and uh, those types of things. And I think, you know, we're going to see that happen now. Then they interviewed the GM and the GM says, well, you know, the GM always makes the decision for the team. So the GM makes the, the decision for this franchise and, and nothing's changed there. I'm still going to be the one making the decision. Mm-hmm. So you're like, who missed the meeting? I mean, somebody missed a memo or something. <laughs> Because, I mean, they're saying two totally right. different things. Yes. And so I, like, I think it's just a matter of time before this happens. So anyway, uh, moving right along, let's move forward here. Guys, it's like I see. I mean, there are some franchises in this league that are just bad franchises in the NFL. I mean, just, you know, Jason and I, Came up with something a long time ago. We tried to pass it by Travis. Travis wasn't going for it. You know, when you when you have a franchise that can't make the playoffs like, you know, 10 years in a row, it's time for a new home. I mean, if, if you can't. <laughs> yeah. Me, yeah, me and Jason talked about this a long time ago. Yeah, we had I, a set of rules. We were saying if you are an owner and your team doesn't make the playoff in 10 years, you got to get rid of your franchise. If in those 10 years you don't have mm. an above 500 record, mm. you got to get rid of your franchise. And I forgot we had one more condition too, Coach. It was Yeah, like, I know. I can't well, remember all of like, them. Yeah, when you're just in that for 10 years, you got you got to give up the team. You got to automatically sell the team. You gotta Y'all got to understand, Jason and I do this because everybody knows I'm in line to be the next NFL commissioner. And yeah. so when that happens, you know, I was consulting with Jason, use him as a consultant. To you know, let me help me out with the new rules that I'm gonna put in place. And I mean, take if you heard that a franchise had a big fight today, I mean, bench clearing brawl today. I mean, you I, first thing that came to my mind was, well, who are they fighting? Cause you know, a lot of times these teams play each other and have you know these things, and whatnot. How about they were fighting each other? I mean, a bench clearing brawl fighting each other. Now, I know when you hear that, the first thing you think is NFC South. That, that's what would that's what would come to my mind first. Got to be some dumbass Falcons, or maybe you know somebody like uh, um, Carolina, somebody stupid like that. But no, lo and behold, it was the New York Giants. <laughs> The New York Giants had a bench clearing brawl today against each other, and Daniel Jones 
the quarterback, the starting quarterback, wound up being thrown down on the bottom of a doggone pig pile. And God knows what could happen to somebody if you've ever been on one, in one of those. Er, talk to me, Tim, what the hell's going on up in down New York. Listen, I love New it. Jersey. I love every minute of it. Go ahead and keep on fighting. <laughs> Show sure. yeah. <laughs> matter of fact, go ahead and step on your quarterback's arm while you're at it. Just unbelievable. Have, have some fun. No, uh honestly hearing a with with having a couple family members and a couple guys that I know that's played going going through training camp, this is normal, but a lot of times you don't hear about it. But when it came to this particular brawl, they actually had cameras from NFL Network there at the time. NFL. So, <laughs> so everybody's gonna hear about it now. Wow! Like, like it's it's. I've had a couple family members that actually started fights, but the only people that knew about it was just us. <laughs> so, like, it's it's just bad situation, bad timing that you got cameras all over the place for this big brawl with your quarterback underneath the bottom of it, which is funny to me. <laughs> but listen, this is normal from what I hear. Miss Karen, what do you think? I think it's a lack of leadership. They got a no-name coach, a no-name quarterback, a no-name everything. There's no leader there, so I'm not surprised. Well, what about the head coach? Shouldn't in the head coach will be? I mean, he admonished the team, and then he ran the hell out of them and did all those things. I guess that a coach is is supposed to do. Um, I just find this to be insane in today's world of a professional sports. Most of the time, you can't get these jokes even, even go out there and play hard when you're paying them all this money and whatnot anyway in training camp. These jokes out there rolling around on the ground fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, over a hit. They said that somebody made a hard tackle on the running back. Evan Ingram, the tight end, went over and shoved the guy, hit the guy, whatever, and then pandemonium. I mean, just they said all hell just broke loose out there over one hit. I love it. I mean, is this a good thing or a bad thing, Miss Carey, for the Giants? Coach, for a, for a second, if I can go back, did you say it's not about the coach? No, I, I was saying that I said, well, maybe it is about the coach because oh. I said, you know, the coach, he did. He tried to step in and admonish the team and, and that sort of thing. But when you look at this, is this something, if you were a Giants fan, would you say, hey, I like this because, you know, this is showing our team has some grit, which we hadn't had in a while. And, I mean, it shows that, you know, these guys are ready to dog on If they get after each other like this, think about them, they're going to get after somebody we really don't like, like the Cowboys or like Washington or like Philadelphia. You know, I mean, our division is going to be tough this year. And, and our, I mean – our guys are ready to play now. Or do you say, man, look at these dumbasses can't even get along with each other. I mean, you got to be, how, how are we going to play together when we got a bench clearing brawl? Is it good or is it bad? How do you see it, Ms. Karen? Um, uh, I, I would think it's bad just because I would think if you don't have a united stance within the locker room, I mean, how are you going to have a united stance against an, an opposition? I agree. Irv, what do you think? I think in this case, football is a little bit different. Uh, you know, sometimes this can bring a team closer. Sometimes you can find the bad apples and then it brings everybody closer when you get rid of that one bad apple. 
Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, I can see both sides of this. I mean, because I'll be honest with you, as a coach, I've heard many times people say, you know, what we need out here today is just a good fight. Yeah. And we just need a couple guys because this team right now has no grit. I mean, there's no like, you know, and you want something to happen. You want somebody to get pissed off and do something and, and have a look. You know, nothing that the coaches are going to allow. And certainly not a bench clearing brawl where offense and defense are just going at it all over. But just one or two guys maybe kind of get into it some to just kind of get some juices flowing a little bit. You know, practices seem like they're too mundane or, or too something like do what we need out here, just a, a good fight. Just just two guys, two or three guys just kind of going at it. And, and you know, not, not a bench clearing brawl by any stretch of imagination. And that is kind of a little coaching tool that you use to kind of get people to, to, to step up a little bit. So I could see it on that end of it. When I heard it was this big bench clearing brawl and everything else, that, that's never wanted, especially when your quarterback is in the ball. The, a reporter asked him said, you know, most quarterbacks would like just kind of stay out of that and not get involved in that, seeing as how, you know, you're already made out of glass and everything else. You might want to stay away from that thing. He was all, all gung-ho. No, you know, I'm part of the offense. And uh, if my guys are out there, I'm going out there with them. Just like a dumbass. Who, who says something yes. like that as a quarterback? I mean, you know, they, they already got rules where people can't even breathe on you. And you're going to run out <laughs> there and jump in the middle of a doggone pig pile and, and have 280 or 380 pound mm-hmm. linemen laying on top of you and all that. I mean, that's that's just dumb. I mean, I don't want to hear that that old macho uh, uh, BS. I mean, that that's just stupid. So, But anyway, that's Daniel Jones as far as I'm concerned. So speaking of big hits, I read today that there was a, another gentleman in a, a defensive back in Carolina who knocked out one of his teammates and sent him to the hospital and uh, with, a, with a concussion probably. And he was released right after the practice. Mm-hmm. Mm. What do you think about that, Ms. Carey? Um, yeah, I don't really know the ins and outs of, uh, football teams and practice and how hard you're supposed to play and who you're not supposed to hit or how hard you're supposed to hit, but somebody did. And, and that crossed the line and he's, he went bye-bye. I wouldn't be surprised if he got picked up by somebody else though. Somebody who likes that kind of grit, that kind of fight, like you were talking about. I hear Irv, what you think? Now, I wish I I should have read up on this a little more before we got up on here because I wanted I wanted to know what drill it was where this hit happened. Um, who was it that he hit? Because if you just hitting another practice squad guy, we 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 might have to talk. You might have to <laughs> we might have to discuss this waving. Um, I'm like you, Irv, and I agree with that. I think though this was a pretty uh, a pretty important person for the team. Okay, I think this was a veteran. You know, a guy who's been around and whatnot. Uh, there it says right there, the Carolina Panthers rookie safety was kicked out of practice and then waived Tuesday after hitting wide receiver Keith Kirkwood too high during a team drill. I Kirkwood was put on a backboard and on a cart. 
he was then placed in an ambulance. So there you go. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's a guy that uh that they just drafted. So he was supposed to get significant time. Um, yeah, you 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 gotta lay up on some of that stuff. You know, some of the incidental contact, you know, you can't control. But if you just size somebody up in practice, you gotta know to let up. I uh, Mr. Hood says the video of the ledge hit didn't look that bad at, or hard at all. So Mr. Hood seemed to think that uh he wouldn't have cut the guy. Maybe Jay has it here for us to see. Um, I'd like to see the hit, especially since it cost somebody his job. Um, I, I would love to see the hit and under the circumstance. Okay, that, uh, just, that looked like a safety hit. And Twitter is saying the same thing. A lot of NFL players are like, what? They, they released him? Yeah, if, if that's the case, he will more like more than likely. Oh, that okay, yeah, that's hit. that's come on. What is that? That that didn't look like a big hit at all. The the landing looked worse than the hit. If that's a big hit, I'm really worried about Carolina. If that's the biggest hit they're gonna put on somebody, or they consider that to be a big hit, they they might not even beat the Falcons if if they think that's a big hit right there. Always, always. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> did a, I say something bad? Slight, slight punch to the gut. Just a slight one. Just a little one. Just a little. Matthew, one. Matthew Collette says, "Uh, it always, it's always rookies trying to establish themselves." And then here's the thing: when you are a rookie, you do need to establish you do need yourself. To. <laughs> so I mean, but that right there just looked like a routine play to me. Now. He might have hit him a, a, a certain way, uh, you know, that, you know, I mean, maybe it was a rib shot. I thought they said it was a head shot. I did not see a head shot. That looked like a rib shot. It looked like a rib shot to me, too. Maybe not the wind out of him or something. But, uh, you know, you can't really see the the impact of because of that pole that's in the way. But, again, see, it looked like I don't see a head shot. I'm sorry. I didn't, I don't, I didn't see a head shot in any way. I know Jay trying to slowly – Rewind it so we can see the actual shot. But uh, there you see him being carted off. So apparently, I just, you know, I hate to hear about these kind of things. Obviously, number one, I hate to hear about somebody getting hurt. Number two, I hate to hear about somebody losing their job that way because uh, that, that stings right there a lot. So uh, who knows, guys? I, I'm not sure. But uh, Mr. P, Mr. P, to stop talking about me and you being friends. Listen, <laughs> you know I can't stand no Falcon. You know that. Don't don't even act like don't. I don't know why you and Miss Carrie. No, I do not like anything Atlanta. So you know, at the end of the day, I mean, come on, y'all, y'all, y'all give me a break. Y'all know I don't, I don't do that with these Falcon. I can't, I can't, I can't take it. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on. Um, what I tell y'all about Carson Wentz? Will, will somebody please? Who still believes in Carson Wentz? Carson Anthony Davis wins. Who, who oh. believes in Carson Anthony Davis wins? Mm -hmm. I need I, well, I need Travis's ass on it. That's what I need. Because Travis is still a believe in him. Now they said Carson Wentz is going to be out for between one and four months. Carson Wentz is going to be out between one and and, oh, Jason said he believed in win. Jason, get your ass back on, on this trip. <laughs> 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 
Look, look. I, I believe he's gonna get injured. I believe he's gonna throw some dumbass interceptions. I believe that he's gonna miss open receivers. And I believe that people still gonna say he got a good arm, so you're gonna give him another job. There you go. The next destination. Give him I another job. About Carson Wentz. And let me tell you what's gonna wind up happening in the end. Carson Wentz is gonna wind up being a head coach in the NFL somewhere. Oh god. <laughs> Watch see what I tell you. Watch and see what I tell you. Guys. I, I'm so tired of hearing about Carson Wentz. When that thing came across the, the ESPN ticker tape the other day, I mean, I almost couldn't go to work. I was in here laughing so hard. I'm like, I, keep, I told y'all a long time ago, when that joker first came out of college, I said, something about him. I just don't like Yeah. I just do not like him. And, it, and it's been that way ever since. When that came across the other day, I said, I'm done. This, this will be the last time. We're going to mention his name on this show. If that joker is the damn MVP of the league and MVP of the Super Bowl in the same year, we ain't going to mention it on this damn show. I'm done talking about Carson Wentz because that, that's just ridiculous. He was so overrated from the jump. And I mean, I don't even want to stop showing that stuff, Jay. So I don't even want to watch that. <laughs> I mean, he believed. He said he believed and he's showing you what he believed in. No dog on Carson Wentz. Now, let's head to the Olympics. Let's talk about the Olympics for a minute. To me, only thing left to talk about, and I'm going to leave this up to Miss Karen. <laughs> only thing left to talk about, and Irv, I'm going I'm to I'm turn it over to you. Go for it. Can the men's basketball team bring home the gold? That's the topic. That's the only topic left for me as far as the Olympics are concerned. Somebody said on her earlier, I think, uh, might have been Richard or somebody put up that the Olympics were a, a letdown or disappointment. Somebody made made reference to that. I, I, I'm not going to go that far because I'm not really an Olympic watcher. Now, when you are a an insomniac like I am, and it's hard for you to sleep at night, I've been watching the Olympics because the only thing on TV. But I'm just asking, Earl. <laughs> Can the men bring home the gold? Yes. Wow. But it won't be easy. Wow. Um. The the bad part is, I think right now is when they're actually starting to get a feel for each other. Um. So obviously, when we saw the ex exhibition games and the first game in the Olympics, and it was like, there's no way they're winning the gold, but. After watching the last couple games, they look a little more comfortable together. A lot of the guys that shouldn't be over there playing is not playing as many minutes. So the continuity is getting a little bit better. Okay. They, they got a little they got a chance. They do got a chance. I, I'll give them that. Miss Carey, what you think? I mean, I, I'm glad to see that they've kind of turned the corner. And I, I do attribute a lot of their their um, more recent success to the leader, the one leader I said that they had, which was Draymond Green, and now um, Devin dude, Booker's over there. Dude from the yeah Booker, of course. Of course, of course. That's right, the only right, right. they got a chance now, because some damn body from Phoenix is over there. Wait. And so now, of course, they should have thrown Chris Chris Paul the short ass over there and, and let him play too. You gotta be kidding me. We're talking about some damn Devin Booker. I guess if Chris Paul's over there, they'd be winning. They'd be a shoe in to win, wouldn't they? If Chris Paul was there. 
Is he still? Look, am I still cool? Is my mic on? Is my mic on? <laughs> what I said earlier was that they didn't have leadership, and you could see it, and that the strongest leader that they had was Draymond Green. Now with Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday is a leader, and you can tell the difference in their game since he's been there. Okay. Irv, what do you think of that? What do you think about that, Irv? I heard you sigh. No, I'm 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 reading the chat. That's what I'm ooing. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I saw that too. You, you coming for me right now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not gonna compare the the U.S. Olympic team to the Falcons win the Super Bowl. That's that's blasphemy. <laughs> we're not gonna do that. <laughs> we gonna cut that out right now. I ain't Richard. I ain't mad at you, Richard. I ain't mad at you. I think I think they might have a chance, and and like you said. Ever since Book and, and some other pieces kind of got over there, it seems like they've done something to mesh with Durant and, and you know, some of those other guys, Draymond. It seems like it's starting to come together. I don't know if it can come together in time to win the gold. Now, maybe a silver, maybe a bronze. I think they will win a medal. I'm just not convinced that they will win the gold. I mean, that that's the way I feel about it. This this next one is tough. I think they play Australia next, which is yeah. the one of the number was the number one rated team going into the Olympics. So this is going to be a tough one for them. Australia is always tough. All right, guys, we got about five minutes. We're going to close out with these two topics right here. Uh, first topic: Clemson and FSU have expressed interest in joining the SEC. Irv, talk to me. <laughs> Just get rid of all the conferences, man. <laughs> Who you want to play this year? Let's just play. Let's just set up the schedule that way. It's about to be the SEC and everybody, and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> just get rid of the conferences right now. It's the gonna East, be us against the world, Miss Chair. East, Central, West, and the <laughs> SEC. That's it. Miss Chair, what do you think? I defer to you, Coach, and you, Irvin. I'm not a um, a college football fan. I am a big-time college football fan, but I think this is getting out of hand. Yeah. I think this is getting outrageous. And I love the SEC. Jason, I tell you, Jason says I love the SEC a whole lot more than I should and whatnot. But uh, – and I know somebody just said uh, – Mr. Peep said Clemson needs to, maybe not Florida State. Florida State hasn't been, been, been very good in a while. But I just – I ooh, there it is right there. Clemson, Florida State, reach out to SEC about joining the conference. I mean, ugh, that would be very difficult for me to take, to be honest with you. Um, and, and, and right now, I like Clemson where they are. I like Clemson being that one team outside of the SEC that battles with the SEC. I love them as a villain of the SEC. I know some of you Dummies out there are going to say something about them, Ohio State. Ohio State can't beat nobody in the SEC. I mean, the bottom line is, is that we need, you know, we need somebody. We need a Clemson or a revived Florida State. I know Coach Norville's down there, and he's trying to revive that program down there. But I think that it's good that you have a Clemson that can take on anybody in the SEC and give them a run for their money. So I'm not really sold on them joining the SEC. I, I would much rather see maybe an Ohio State, maybe a Notre Dame, maybe a uh, 
maybe a a uh, you know some some of the other teams that are left out there, maybe a Penn State. You know, some of those guys try to come together and, and establish something to rival the SEC. <clears throat> I think the SEC needs a rival and not just all the best teams in America being that one conference together. I think that's going to get old just watching them beat up on each other all the time. And and I think that that's that we're, we're in danger of that happening if if we allow that to happen. So, Earl, what do you think? So, so, Coach, let me ask you a question, though, and pertaining to all these teams joining in conferences and stuff. Won't that hurt the power states from keeping their talent in, in, in state? Um, Possibly. But, I mean, here, here's the deal. Like Ohio. I mean, you don't find a bunch of guys from Ohio in the SEC. They want something right. out here because it's too hot. I mean, you know, they, 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 don't, they, they hate the weather. Nobody wants to come to Atlanta because of the traffic. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll give you a bunch of reasons why they don't want to come down here. They want to stay up in Ohio. They love the Midwest. They want to stay up in the Midwest. So, I, I mean, I I think it would be – it wouldn't be as big an impact as you think. Because, you know, like California, you don't see a lot of California kids saying, well, let me go to Utah. I, I agree. Or, I agree. Or Florida kids saying, "Well, let me go to Ole Miss." When they thinking about Florida State, let me go to Ole Miss. But now right. when you got teams that's playing against these schools that's close to home for guys, well, they think, "Well, I'll be able to play at either Gainesville or or Tallahassee to be closer to my family, and just go to a school that I can really progress and go further." I agree. Well, well, we'll we'll hold this conversation and kind of see where this thing goes. Last topic I really want to talk about and. We will bring this up the next time around. Guys, there are kids out there right now who are talking about foregoing their senior year because they just want to go ahead and go to college and start making that cheddar. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, this NIL thing, and that's why I said, Ms. Peavy, I wanted to wait to talk about your question because this NIL thing now has, and it's not just two or three kids. There are a lot of kids out there now saying, why should I risk myself playing my senior year when I could get hurt or whatever, when I could just go ahead right now and save myself for college and I might be making a million dollars before I ever even take a snap? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, right now I'm the number one rated quarterback in my class in America or I'm the number one rated running back or wide receiver or whatever. Why in the world would I go out here and risk life and limb for everybody to get a doggone trophy or my high school get a trophy or a ring or whatever when I could be making a meal before I even sign my contract. Because typically, once you say that I'm done playing high school football, that should now make you basically that you're going to college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm done with high school. I'm not playing anymore. So now that I've already done that, and I've got offers from everybody in America, and I'm ready to sign the paper and move on or whatever, I'm done. Let me go. And, I mean, because there's not that many rules around this thing yet, I don't see how anybody can say you can't go. Yeah, I love it. What do you think? What do you think, Jason? Well, you know how I am. I'm always going to be power to the players. And before people get upset about it, I just want to put this in perspective for everybody because people forget this when it comes to sports. 
We all go to high school and to college to what? Get a job to make us money to support ourselves. If they figured out how to get that money before they even have to get the job, who am I to tell them no? I'm all for it. If I'm getting more millionaires coming out, because at the end of the day, someone has to pay them for them to make that money. They're not just making it, they're not pulling it out of their butt mm -hmm. and making it like somebody's feeding the system. So if I get a chance to be a millionaire because that's what you send your kids to high school to get educated, to make money and progress through the world, by all means, go make that money, man. I ain't mad at them. They figure out the system later on. Why the system is broken, get what you can get and get out. Miss Carrie, what do you think? You sit up there with that Chris Paul look on your face. What, what you got? I think, I mean, I, I can see both sides of the argument. Like, I can see the reason why Jason thinks the way he does. And if you've earned it, if you've earned the name because of your um, talent, then, yeah, and you figure out a way to make money from it, as soon as you can, you should start to be able to make money from it. But I think at some point, you, there has to be parameters. I mean, it's just going to continue to get younger and younger. Like I was watching, like I have, I follow a dude on TikTok. I think he's like 12 years old. He's a football player. And they're just talking about how, how phenomenal this 12 year old boy is. And he's got like a million followers. And so you start, they, it's just going to, they're just, they're just going to get younger and younger. So there has to be parameters around it. Irv, what do you think? So I seen Ms. PV put in that, uh, the next move is high school players to get paid. Mm -hmm. um, actually, there already has been happening. Well, uh, that's been happening since I played. Yeah. <laughs> Though Mikey, Mikey Williams, who's the number one basketball player since his freshman year in high school, he got um, a big-time deal before the, the college football quarterback did. So he's actually currently going into a senior year in high school, and he has one of those uh, – one of those um endorsements as well um mm -hmm. but but only because he's in a specific state that allows it um but tell me where that state is i need you i need to go there tell me where that is <laughs> uh california is it i'm about um, to say don't be don't be leaving don't be don't be keeping them nuggets california is it and then they got states like new york and and north carolina that has like little small things on the inside of their their deal with the NIL for high school players that is kind of like basically robbing the kids. But um, yeah, um, it, so it's already happening. Um, the crazy thing is how bad is it going to get or is it going to get bad before it gets better? Like we don't know. It's just starting out. Um, I'm all for it, man. Like, well, Matthew Callahan is an attorney. He said movie stars get paid. He said once you start allowing them to get paid, you can't limit the amount, right? So, good boy. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna say two things. I'm, I'm gonna cut down to two for you. I was gonna say three. I'm gonna say two. I'm for this because I think that for too long people have been being exploited mm -hmm. on the collegiate level, and I could give you a thousand ways that you know people would take Trevor Lawrence's likeness or. Trevor Lawrence's number on his jersey or whatever and sell it and make a gazillion dollars. If that's not exploitation, then why don't they just put any number on that? Put double zero on the jersey and put it and see how many you sell. But when you put Trevor Lawrence's number on that jersey, they're going to sell like hotcake. Put his name on the back of it, they're going to sell like hotcake. I think that's totally exploiting. So I don't have any problem with the NIL and the money. Only problem I have, Mr. Lather, I'm going to say, 
Where are the reparations? <laughs> <laughs> Give me my money. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Herb, Herb, don't you want the reparations? Yes, I, I do. Mean, <laughs> Why, yes, I do. <laughs> I agree, Mr. Peavy. Mr. Peavy said in, in Florida, Pop Warner kids get paid. And he's probably right. They do what their parents do. Guys, I mean, it, isn't it amazing how we live in a country that loves sports that much? I mean, mm. can you guys remember during the pandemic what everybody was asking for? Just put sports back on TV. Just give me something that, that I can watch. Yes. Just to take my mind off of all this stress and everything. I mean, sports truly are such a big part of, of our culture that it, it's amazing how it impacts us in ways that we don't even really acknowledge half the time. So, and that, that's why we have this show, and that's why we love talking about sports. Folks, it is actually 9.06, so we're six minutes overtime. Time for us to get out of here. I uh, want to thank uh, Matthew Cowlett, uh the Peavies. Uh, I know I saw Ms. Ham, hey, Ms. Ham. Uh, so many other people I saw on here tonight. We want to thank everybody for being on here. Osiris, I, I like that name, Osiris. Hopefully we'll get Osiris to come back and see us again. Miss Carrie, glad to have you back from uh, the desert. Uh, <laughs> Irv, <laughs> Irv, hold tight down in Chocolate City. Uh, I know that uh, they about to clean your team out. I heard somebody say Bradley Bill on the chopping block. We good. So, you want to stay? <laughs> <laughs> I got inside track. Let me call them up real quick. I hear you. Hey, Brad, don't always, leave, baby. As always, Big J, we love you behind the scenes, but we damn sure love you when you come out here and uh, voice your opinion. So we always appreciate that. Folks, we'll see y'all next week. Good night, Mr. Francis. Straight from the hip. Thank you all. We will see you all next week. <laughs>